monkey fuckers. It's Sarah Benincasa and Marcus Parks, and we hope you don't really fuck monkeys because that's illegal and cruel. This is sex and other human activity. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you? You know, I like how you alternate between monkey fuckers and fuck monkeys. Fuck monkeys. Yeah, because it's e- it's either or. And fuck monkeys sounds like a directive, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't want anyone to do that. I love monkeys. Oh, 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 God. I was in the airport. Where was I? What? faraway place was I in most recently? Uh, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Ah. And I, they had this sign up that was like about how animal trade and for people getting monkeys as pets and shit is illegal and, and how sad it is and stuff. And they had this this picture of this capuchin monkey who just looked so plaintive and sad and looking <laughs> through the bars of a prison. And I was like, ah, I can't handle this a baggage claim. It's too much. I love capuchin monkeys. So cute. There was oh. a there was a uh, store back in Lubbock called uh, Walter's World of Pets. Oh no! And they had <laughs> they had a little capuchin monkey that you you could buy for five hundred dollars. They also had their very own albino alligator. Oh God, Walter! Fuck you, Walter! <laughs> that monkey should be out and about enjoying life. Should be. He was in a tiny little plastic box. That is so fucking sad. I hate you, Walter. <laughs> I hate... Ah! By the way, we're sponsored by sexcusemoi.com. <laughs> S-E-X-C-U-S-E-M-O-I.com. Enter offer code S-A-R-A, Sarah, at checkout for 20% off. And uh, yeah, get into it. Sexcusemoi.com. They've got high-class stuff that's rad. And uh, I believe uh, we're out of February now, so the February promotion is over. But I'm sure there'll be something new for us to tell you about soon. But it's good. If you want high-quality hump and stuff, uh, mm. go to sexcusemoi.com. If you want to impress the lady this Easter. Yes. By the lady, we mean the Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Every, people normally give sex toys on Easter, right? Yeah, that's customary. Mm-hmm. And then they, they fuck bunnies. Don't fuck a bunny. <laughs> Don't fuck a bunny. It's wrong and terrible. It has been... A week. It has been a week at that. Marcus has had a goddamn doozy of a fucking week. It's been it's been a time. I think what it is is that I do not know a single person who had a good week. It doesn't matter if it's in here here in New York or back in Texas. Every single person that I've talked to, specifically last Thursday, who knows why? But it's just been a shitty week for everyone because we're at the end of the winter time. It's uh, late February, early March, and that's just the worst time of the year. Yeah, it is a weird time of the year. And I'm thinking my week was actually pretty good. Um, I'll fuck off. So, <laughs> but I was traveling. I was traveling a lot and stuff. But there there were some elements that were tough. Like I saw an ex and that was well, I hadn't seen in a long, long time. And that was very kind of tender and um, not tender in necessarily a sweet way. Mm-hmm. Tender in that your heart feels tender and you're like, oh, ouch, that hurts to see that person kind of way. And then I, I saw another ex too, actually. I met his baby. Two this week? Oh, yeah, dude. This has been the week of me meeting people's babies and me um, be, me we, meeting people's babies and me like seeing exes. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, I uh, I saw him and his wife, and I met their baby, which was cool, and they came out to a reading I did, which was really nice of them to do. And I'm kind of – he's reading the book, um, which is Agora Fabulous, Dispatches from My Bedroom. If you haven't bought it, why the fuck not? Go on out there and buy yourself a copy of my memoir. You'll learn so very many things that will delight and inspire you probably or not. You might hate it, but <laughs> fuck you. I don't care if you hate it because then if you hate it, you're dumb Yeah. because um, you'll probably love it because it's so fun. 
And, uh, oh, I brought you a copy. You did? I did. I brought you a copy because awesome. I realized you didn't have one. And I yeah. was like, I need to give Marcus a copy. Thank you very much. Oh, duh. You're welcome. I'll read it right after I'm done with A Dance with Dragons. Oh, yes. It's very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my agent, I just got uh, an agent and one of his, for, I have, I have a book agent um, and I have a college booking agent. If you want to book me to speak at your school, <laughs> hey, just hit me up, Sarah at SarahBenincasa.com. But um, I have a new agent for, for writing for TV and film. And he, one of his uh, fucking clients is an executive producer on uh, what that TV Game show. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, isn't that cool? Oh, man. It's uh, – oh, man. Game of Thrones is so, so, so good. Have you it's, watched the TV show? Oh, of course. Yeah, and it's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. I, re- I read the books first and then uh, – like I read the first book as I was watching the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I knew, I was like ahead of it. So it was so cool to like read the book and like how I imagined it in my mind and then how they imagined it. It was awesome. Swords and sorcery <laughs> and things. It, does magic happen? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, and the third book is called A Storm of Swords. It's yes. uh, The whole series is really called A Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a Game of Thrones, The Storm of Swords, A Feast for Crows, <laughs> A Clash of Kings, A Dance with Dragons. <laughs> so you're in the final book it's in the series. A, it's a seven-book series, but only five have been written. Oh, it's like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. In that it's like seven books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and there's like sorcery and swords and stuff. That's cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we we did a we did a Skype episode. How did that end up sounding? Because some is it sound okay? It sounded all right. Okay, I somebody asked me uh, when I was on the road because I've been on the road for the book, and uh, I actually have a few dates coming up for those of you who are listening in when this episode comes out in early March. I will be in Houston, Texas on Houston, Texas, Barnes & Noble. Uh, I think it is 5 p.m., but don't quote me. I mean, I should fucking know. What is it um, with book readings in the early afternoon? I don't know what it is. They're just like – I did one in the Hamptons yesterday, and it was at 4 p.m. I was like, all right, this is fine. Um, but it's at the Barnes & Noble River Oaks, which is a fancy pants mall that I'm probably not classy enough to go to. And that is in Houston on Thursday, March 8th at, I believe, 5 p.m., but, you know, maybe not. Go to sarahbenincasa.com slash shows to uh, find out. That's what I'm trying to do right now. And then I also, on Friday, March 9th, I am going to be doing a panel uh, at uh, South by Southwest called Politics 2.0, The Internets Are Leaking, and that is at 3.30 p.m. in room 12AB at the Austin Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And then at uh, 4.30 p.m., I am going to be signing in the book area, which is in a ballroom in the Austin Convention Center, in uh, the South by Southwest author area. I am going to be signing. Let's see here. Looks like... uh, Nope, 7 p.m., Thursday, March 8th, 7 p.m. This is Um, all extremely confusing. Oh, sorry. So Thursday, March 8th, 7 p.m., Agora Fabulous Book Reading, Barnes & Noble, River Oaks, Houston, Texas. Uh, Friday, March 9th, South by Southwest panel, Political Humor 2.0, The Internets Are Leaking, and that is at the Austin Convention Center. And then after that, I'll be signing at 4.30 at the Austin Convention Center. And then we've got uh, Monday, March 19th at 7.30 p.m., I am going to be at Powell's Books, Powell's on Hawthorne Branch in Portland, Oregon. Tuesday, March 20th, Agora Fabulous Book Reading Show, Tattered Cover, Denver, Colorado, 7.30 p.m. Uh, and one of these days, I'm not sure when, but one of these days, there will be 
an interview with me on uh, What the Fuck with Mark Marin, mm-hmm. which is exciting, and I'm super stoked about it. Um, and I think it'll be pretty neato, spendito, diddly diddly do. It might be in a while. It might be in like a few months or something, but whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, Marcus! Oh, hey, Marcus, where do you tweet? I tweet at Marcus Parks. Mm-hmm. I th- that sounded weird. Yeah, you tweet at Marcus Parks all the time. Yeah, I do. And I tweet at Sarah J. Benincasa. And you can also follow Cave Comedy Radio at Cave Comedy Radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can totally do that. And go to creeklic.com to see where we record. Oh, so many things. Okay. Yeah, I think my Marin episode might not come out for like two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to get to some uh, reader mail? Yeah, let's do it, Rockapella. So I just sent one thing out. Okay, uh, here's one. A dude named Steve says, I'm writing about the woman who had an abortion and now her boyfriend can't have sex with her. This was, uh, I, don't, I forget what episode it was. Um, but this lady had an abortion and her boyfriend for like a year after couldn't have sex with her, even though they had both decided to get the abortion and everything. Probably too late to do anything, but it occurred to me that sex is more than penetration. The guy should be going down on her, helping her masturbate, whatever. Being that intimate again might solve the problem on its own. Well, that's an excellent point, Steve, and thank you for making that point. Sex is more than just penetration. Oh, yeah. I forget the advice that we gave, but um, I'm sure it was really good advice. But Steve's (laughs) advice is also really good. We give a lot of advice. We can't keep track specifically of all of it. Right, but I'm sure it was awesome. I'm sure. Now, what do you have pulled up there? Because we're, we're backed up on uh Yeah, we on absolutely are. Giving. Uh, this is uh, another update. Mm-hmm. This uh, update, I can't remember what we called her, uh, but uh, she said, Hello, I hope you are all both doing swell. I pre-ordered your book, Sarah. Thank you. I'm super excited to get it on February 14th. Oh, this is an older. Ago. This is a while ago. Old. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So a while back, I asked you two about comedy and how you fell into what you do. First off, I was in shock when you answered me. Then came excitement. Then shock. Then excitement again. Mm. It was one of the highlights of my life, I'd say. Oh Jesus. Yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. But it'll be all uphill from here. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I listened to what you two said and decided to try out for the improv team at my school, and I got on. Yeah! I wanted to thank you for inspiring me to do something that I never thought I would have the courage to do. I love it so much, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Hopefully, I'll be able to do more in comedy later. But for now, I'm glad that I'm getting my feet wet. That is so awesome, girl. Good for you, man. <laughs> mm. That is so cool. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! And now we have one uh, that is actually a question. Okay. This is a query. Uh, <laughs> Queer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of comedy, I just wanted to say, uh, insert, because I told them I would, I would talk about it. I did a podcast called uh, Small Town Funny, and it's at smalltownfunny.wordpress.com. And uh, you can go there and listen to my episode. It's out of North Carolina. And it's uh, Michelle and John, two comics in North Carolina, and they're delightful. And you can also find Small Town Funny on uh, iTunes. So there's some more comedy stuff for you. But what, what's our next – what's our question? What's our query? Uh, <laughs> query. <laughs> the query is Hey Sarah and Marcus Hi This is from Patch Hi yeah. He says I have some questions about therapy I thought maybe you could help me out with Sure I could go Google for the answer But I'd have about a bazillion of results to sort through and Plus maybe answering some questions on the podcast Could help out others listening Good So I'm pretty fucked in the head Okay. And think I should try some therapy. Thing is, I'm super poor. 
I can't afford to drive to a therapist, let alone, let alone pay for one. So I was wondering if there are services for free online therapy, and if there are, which are actually good. I don't want to end up with some religious ploy site trying to grab people looking for help or someplace that doesn't use actual doctors. Also, just so you could cover it, how about phone therapy th- services? I have a bit of a phone an- anxiety and almost no minutes on my cell, so that isn't an option for me, but maybe it's something someone else would want. Also, I've heard Sarah talk about different types of therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. Are there more types of therapists? What are the differences between the different types of therapists? And one last thing, when looking for a therapist, what are the sorts of things generally you should look for in a therapist? Sure, you need to be comfortable with the person, but maybe there's other sorts of things one should look to find or avoid. Obviously, I know to avoid therapists with evil curly mustaches. Right. Very good patch. Very good point. Um, well, first off, if he can't afford he can't afford to drive to a therapist, that's really tough. Um, I'm wondering if there is a book called by Susie Orman called Young, Fabulous and Broke, which mm-hmm. I have been consulting recently, actually thinking about reading tonight again, because it's about how to live your dreams when, you know, shit's expensive. And one thing that she says is that if you need to, there is good debt and there is bad debt. Bad debt is debt to, um, say, Banana Republic. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So if you're spending tons of money there. But actually, bad debt would be, for example, Patch, if debt to Banana Republic, if you just took your Banana Republic card and rang up a bunch of charges just because shopping made you feel better about life. Yeah. Shopping's a form of therapy. It's not a helpful one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But good debt would be... Maybe you invested $1,000 because you just finally got the job of your dreams and you need to have a good work wardrobe. Mm. So that would actually be good debt because that's an investment in your, in your job, investment in your future. And hey, you got a job, so you're going to be able to pay it off. So there's differences. There's good debt and bad debt. And she gives you permission to you do good debt. Mm. In my opinion, she also says student loan debt is good debt. Um, in my opinion, uh, therapy debt or or gas debt to get you where you're going in your vehicle to get you to therapy session is good debt. So I'm just throwing that out there. I would also check out Susie Orman's website. If you can afford to buy her book or borrow it from the library, check out Young, Fabulous, and Broke, even if you don't feel young or fabulous. Hmm. I think it has lessons that are helpful for anybody. So go and you know check that out. Um, I, I really do think that if you have – I mean – if you have any extra money at all or if there's any way at all that you could qualify for a credit card with a decent APR um, and, you know, uh, no monthly fee, using that as your helping me get better credit card could be really helpful to help you maybe pay for – I don't know if your therapist if, – if it's a low-cost or no-cost therapy session, you know, probably you'd want to do cash. But um, at, at the very least – it would be helpful to you to be able to charge gas so that you can get to the friggin' doctor. Yeah. That's really important. If, but that's also the, the question is, is can he even afford the monthly payments for the credit card? Right. That's yeah, a, that's another thing. I mean, yeah. you would ha- it would have to be the kind of thing where, um, you know, your min- you would have to charge so little on it that your minimum monthly payment was really low. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if ever there was something to invest in, that was a good idea, I think that your own health is. So for me, for example, um, I am going to be switching to a getting some health insurance that's more expensive than I want, um, but I know that in the long run, it's what I need. And so I, it, it means that I'm not going to be like, 
you know, I'm not going to be, I don't know what's something else I would like. Uh, I'm not going to be like buying shit from the anthropology catalog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just something that I know that I need. And if sometimes I need to put my copay for my, you know, my, my, uh, my food, uh, for my drugs on a credit card, like that's good debt. Mm. That's worthwhile debt because having those drugs, getting that therapy, whatever it may be for you is what's going to enable you to succeed more in life. And probably it sounds like if you're having real money troubles, you may be depressed and, uh, you know, you think you're real fucked up in the head, but you clearly can string together sentences very well. You're a good writer. Yeah. And you, you know, can listen to us and and you're clearly capable of making like strong decisions. So you're not somebody who's completely helpless. So, you know, use your brain power here and make a commitment to yourself that the energy you do expend is going to be on taking care of yourself. Um, That said, I think Marcus and I both recognize that this isn't some pie in the sky, unicorns and candy canes problem that can be solved super easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a tough one, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's talking about like the online therapy. I've it's, never, I've never heard, heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it. Phone sessions are things that you can do with a therapist who you see in person. Um, mm. If you're on the road, like I have scheduled phone sessions with different therapists at different times um, while I've been, you know, on the road for stuff. Mm. But that's when you have a pre-existing relationship with the therapist that is you know that go that that it's it, that's the exception to the rule the rule is actually going in and seeing the therapist mm-hmm. and he was asking the difference between like psychiatrists and psychologists mm-hmm. um which psychi- I, I always get these two mixed up but one of them prescri- can prescribe drugs yeah. drugs and has gone to medical school psychiatrist is a medical doctor right, yeah. psychiatrist has done the whole med school thing and a psychologist has not. They've both been to graduate school. <laughs> um, you know, they've both done schooling beyond the normal sort of four-year college track. But a uh, a psychologist does talk therapy, and a um, psychiatrist can do talk therapy, but also do medication therapy too. Mm-hmm. So among you've got different healing modalities, though, among therapists. Um, so I can refer to someone. I mean, I think there's technicalities. Someone will say, well, she's not a therapist. She's a psychiatrist or blah, blah, blah. But let's just say if we're talking about therapists, we're talking about the person to whom you tell your problems for money or, yeah. or whatever. Um, you can have people who specialize in something that I think is fantastic, which is called cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. And that can be really helpful for people who have obsessive thoughts, really intense anxiety. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy teaches you to talk back to your automatic thoughts. Mm-hmm. So there have been times in my life where I have thought, I want to kill myself, I want to kill myself, I want to kill myself over and over and over again, which is distracting to say the least. <laughs> And cognitive behavior, or I'm going to fucking die, I'm going to fucking die, I'm going to fucking die, different things like that. Cognitive behavioral therapy gives you tips and techniques to strengthen your inner adult voice. That's how I think of it. Strengthen your inner parent, you might even say. The part of you that is the most sane, the most grown up, and the most detached from those freaked out thoughts. The part of you that can say to the scared part of you, hey, okay. I hear what you're saying. Uh, why? Why? Why are you going to die right now? And then the scared part of you goes, "Because I just am." And the grown-up part of you, without being a jerk, without being like "fuck you, you're stupid," goes, "Well, 
I need more of an answer than that. Why? 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 Because I'm on this plane. Okay, well, don't you know that, you know, you're far likelier to die in a car crash than in a plane crash? Not to freak people out about cars. Yeah, yeah but I can tell I'm going to die. How, really? You are psychic? That's interesting. I didn't know you were psychic. <laughs> See, my internal uh, adult gets a little bit snarky and it's like, oh, yeah. really? You're psychic? I didn't know. But um, but CBT basically teaches you inside to gently but confidently challenge your your crazy assumptions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's great. It's so fucking empowering. It's really, really neat. I just recommended it actually to uh, – a girl earlier today who emailed me, a gal who listens to the show and read my book and was like, how did you get better? Did it just, you know, did it just happen from medication? And first of all, I'm always in the process of getting better. Like that's, yeah, you know, we I'm, both are. Yeah, we Everyone both are. Is, yeah. We're managing, we're maintaining. and No all one's that. ever there. Like, yeah, there's no there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just because you're getting better doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like that's – I think that's one of the things that people kind of get – you're like, yeah, you know, you're like you can be better. And they're like, well, what the fuck's wrong with me right now? Like why am I uh, – like why do I need to get better? It's like, no, everyone can get better. That's mm-hmm. part of life. That's part of being an adult is just constantly getting better at – I don't know, just getting better at life. Yeah, and you don't have to think of it as – criticizing yourself constantly and going, oh, where am I deficient? You can think of it instead as how am I improving? How am I excited about my improvements? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Marcus, let's take a moment and think about ways in which recently we have done things that were improvements over what we would have done perhaps in our younger days. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, oh, oh I, I have traveled a lot um, recently. Okay, last night, coming back from uh, East Hampton, the store's called Bookhampton in East Hampton, Long Island. Very fancy pants. Some of the, I mean, I, I drove past homes where my agent drove me around, my book agent, and said, that's Madonna's horse farm, and that's Steven Spielberg's house, and that's this. I mean, these we're talking like some of the most expensive real estate in, in this great nation of ours. Fancy pants. Um, coming back, my mom was driving me back, and I felt sick because I ate Amazing food at a place called Rowdy Hall. <laughs> and I ate banana pudding with butterscotch. And I ate homemade cookies and cream, ice cream. And I ate all this stuff. Felt sick. Now, usually, or not usually, in the past, feeling sick, nauseous, car sick has been a big trigger for panic attacks for me. I lose it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sick. I'm going to die. I can't. I'm trapped in this car and we have to keep going. And I'm going to throw up. And oh, my God. And there's nowhere. What if I have to shit? What if I have to pee? What if I have to puke? Where am I going to go? I don't see a rest stop. Ah. Going from there to the point of I'm going to die. It's over. I'm going to die. Like, you know, real intense cognitive leap there. But in this case, I felt sick for a good portion of the ride home. But instead, I did my deep breathing. And uh, I just kind of I kept talking to my mom to distract myself. And I just talked to myself inside and was like, "Okay, you're not going to die. And this ride is finite. It's not going to go on forever. Can can you endure this pain right now? Yeah, I can endure it. Okay, well, we'll check in in another minute or so and see if you can still endure it. And, you know, every time I was like, yes, I can withstand this. Yes, I can. Um, So that sounds might sound silly, but that's one way in which when I was younger, I would have just bugged and been like, I'm going to die. I'm freaking out. We need to like pull over constantly. And uh, I would have started crying and all this stuff. Instead, I was like, hey, stop at McDonald's. I'm going to pee, drink a Sprite. (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm just going to deal with this situation in the car. Very nice. 
Congratulations. Thank you. That's pretty Sometimes awesome. victory, and that's the thing, Patch, you got to give yourself credit for those little victories. That doesn't, being able to s- survive a perfectly nice car ride in a nice car with your nice mom doesn't <laughs> sound like a big deal. But for me, uh, doing it without losing my shit is, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit behind the times when it comes to some things. <laughs> and that was a big deal for me. So you got to give yourself credit for things like that. Uh, really, I think that it's the, like, it's kind of like those little victories are some of the most important ones. Mm-hmm. Like, just that tiny little thing. And, of course, you have to resist the temptation, uh, which I, I always – I get down on myself a lot whenever, like – because I, I really, like, try to not give myself, like, too much credit in order to – and this is a, a bad habit and I the, of mine that I, you know, have got, like, in order to try to not let my, like, ego – get out of control or to try to not be so, I don't know. Like I I just kind of have to tell myself, it's like, oh yeah, just keep, just remember you're a real piece of shit. You shouldn't do that, Marcus. I know I shouldn't, but it's, I need to find like a balance uh, between like actually enjoying those little victories because I think like, oh, you know, like, hey, you know, that was, that was pretty cool. Like I, I talked to that person without pacing back and forth the entire time and cracking my knuckles and chain smoking uh, mm-hmm. the entire time I was talking to them. Like I just had a nice conversation with someone and I was able to focus on it the whole time and I walked away from that with something. I walked away from that conversation with something. Uh, and there's a voice in my head that always goes, big fucking deal. Like, do you know what people deal with every day? Do you know the struggles that people have to go through? You're excited about this. Why? And that's something that, that I I struggle with, you know? It's like that, you know, it's deserving happiness, mm-hmm. you know? It's like that's that's one of the things that, that I think is, is the hardest to, to accept for me is like I deserve happiness. Like I deserve a, a great job and mm-hmm. I deserve – amazing girlfriend and like great friends and like i i deserve all of this and i have the hardest time in the world accepting that yeah okay like i i can i can just relax and enjoy it um and that's i think one of the hardest things for a lot of people to do and for it's one of those hurdles that's really hard for people to get over uh it's just accepting that yeah you can actually be happy and not feel bad about it I think one value, one valuable exercise for a lot of people listening, um, for myself included, and I, it just occurred to me as I was listening to you, is because I have so my recurring thing is um, is feeling feeling bad about like you know like yesterday my mom gave me fifty bucks and was like here for groceries and I was like I'm a piece of shit I should be able to buy my own groceries yeah and like what's wrong with me. Um, when in reality you have a mother who loves you and wants yeah. to take care of you. But and you can stop and say to yourself and, – and then there's the thought, oh, poor me. I'm such a spoiled asshole. I'm complaining mm-hmm. about this. So that's not helpful, right? So that asshole that, – that voice, that poor me, I'm such a douche, sarcastic voice isn't helpful. That I'm a piece of shit for taking this voice isn't helpful. What's a helpful voice is is saying – is having the, the voice that's that's sort of grown up that goes – Okay, Sarah, what's what is beneficial about you thinking you're a piece of shit here? Or Marcus, what is beneficial about you mocking yourself for taking joy in something small or feeling pride in something small? What's what's the benefit of that? And then we end up going, 
uh, <laughs> and then the, that sort of logical voice. Sometimes when you ask your, your automatic mean thoughts, when you say to them, what's the benefit of this thought? And then provide an alternative. What if instead I were grateful and happy and looked for, looked for opportunities where I could help other people out in a similar way? Mm-hmm. Or what if I just was happy that I had that conversation, was stoked on it, and took a moment just to feel just to feel good about it. I bet that would probably be good for the rest of my day. Like that would I would probably if I feel good about interacting with other people, chances are I'm going to make them feel good too. Yeah, I think I, I just thought of like a personal victory as far as that goes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of the exact opposite is that I uh, was uh, working and I, I fucked something up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't do. I thought it, you were just going to go. I fucked something, and I was like. <laughs> Or I was working and I fucked someone. Like for a moment I was like, Marcus, I don't know if this is the place and time. Maybe you should tell your girlfriend that first <laughs> unless it was her, <laughs> in which case she knows. <laughs> I, I don't know why. No, I got, she doesn't. I got weirded out. I was like, oh. <laughs> Maybe it's because uh, my mom likes her girlfriend so much. My mom said uh, to me, I just love uh, – are we allowed to say her – should we say her yeah. name? Oh, yeah. yeah. My mom goes, oh. I, she's met Marcus's girlfriend once. She goes, oh, I just love that Nikita. What a – doll <laughs> she is a doll she is a doll. if there was any word you'd use to describe her it's, it's doll she's a doll that will kick your ass if necessary yeah she's like a, a pinup girl yeah she's yeah. beautiful yeah she absolutely is but uh what it was is that i uh just kind of had a bad show uh doing like tech and just you know like just kind of fucked up and didn't make the right decisions and instead of just sitting there and beat myself up over it and just kind of and just generally uh, going down to a dark place into a dark hole, uh, I stopped myself and I said, all right, what lessons can I learn from this? Oh, that's and great. And then like, I was like, OK, no, 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 no. Don't feel bad about yourself. Think about like what you can learn from this. How can you make this better next time? And I came like and I thought of like three lessons. And I'm like, all right, two of those are negative. Two of those don't help me. One of them is good. All right, sweet. Done. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I don't feel bad about it anymore because I, I really get down on myself whenever I feel like I don't do a good job. Like I really, really get down on myself about it uh, or whenever I, I fuck up. You know, I have a lot of guilt and a lot of uh, just general – yeah. Like it's it's very – like things like that are, are very important to me. Uh, and I can freak – that's one. Of, that's the only thing that I freak out about anymore is like work stuff. It's mm-hmm. like whenever I – Whenever I fuck up, like that's that bothers me more than anything else. Uh, but I think that's a huge step forward because before I was just fucking worried about myself and worried about like what went on in my head and uh, stupid shit that just didn't matter. That's what occupied my thoughts. And now uh, real shit matters and real shit occupies my thoughts. Uh, like I, I got past the hump. Like, mm. I got over there. And I'm like now it's like, OK. Now I can focus on the real shit and actually do a good job. So, yay! Yay! I would like to share a moment of personal growth that I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> if you just want to hear me and Marcus sharing moments of personal growth, sex and other human activities, sponsored by sexcusemoi.com. Um, I am single. I'm talking to boys and mm-hmm. stuff, I'm not not talking to boys. But I am single and I've been single for the past – for quite a few of these past podcast episodes. <laughs> um, I don't I don't have a boyfriend. That's yeah. a big 
piece of growth for me. That is, a, you've had a boyfriend for as long as I've known you. Yeah, and I don't have one. Like, I don't have a boyfriend. That's so great. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's huge. Like, yeah. that, that's really, really huge. I, do, I get excited about it, and I want to tell people about it. Like, yeah. I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> ah! Like, the same way somebody else might be like, I have a boyfriend. Eee! I'm like, yeah. I don't have a boyfriend. Yay! Yeah, and everyone's like, what? Really? Holy shit, that's great. Yeah, my friends are like, huh. what? You don't have a boyfriend? Like, that's yeah. actually one of my ex-boyfriends said to me the other day. He was like, this is really good for you that you yeah. don't have a boyfriend. And I was like, I know ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, you're growing. You're yeah. growing because you don't have a boyfriend. And he knows that I, you know, I talk to boys and like mm-hmm. if there were a boy to kiss on the face, I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yeah. But like. Well, that's not boyfriend. No, that's different. Yeah, that's not that's boyfriend. totally different. Yeah, and it's also not like trying to just obsessive compulsively hump randos. Not mm-hmm. that I've never done that. I've done the like, the like. Not compulsive like a sex addiction, but I've done the like, um, oh my gosh, I have to try and hook up with this boy and I have to try and hook up with this boy because I like them. And it's like just because you like somebody or attracted to them does not mean that you have to try to lock it down. In fact, Mm -hmm. it might be better if you don't because I have discovered that most of the time with one notable exception in my life that I can think of. Um, most of the time, if you are just like, I want to hump that person, I'm going to hump that person, that's pretty much the end of it. Mm-hmm. You might hump a few more times or not at all, but that's pretty much the conclusion of the story. But not necessarily always. But there is one specific exception I can think of that's quite like notable, which is – and but that's like – that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the fact that I'm not like – I'm not like, woo, boy all the time now is really good it's your attitude towards boys right now is fucking adorable oh <laughs> what is it tell me what it's like well it's just it's so much more innocent it's like it's a lot more because like before it was like boy yeah and now it's arr, like arr, yeah, arr, arr. yeah man, my ex-boyfriend was like you're a man eater and i was like no i'm not yes i am yeah you are you're i was just totally eating boys yeah yeah you're totally you were like hungry hungry hippos but for I boys was. Yeah. it's so true yeah i was like balls <laughs> put them in my mouth <laughs> But now it's like a lot more innocent. It's like, oh, okay, hey, there's this boy that, you know, I'm going to like, you know, like just kind of hang out with. Yeah, I hung out with a boy recently and we just hung out and we just hung out and it wasn't even like flirtatious. Like we hung out and I didn't even drink alcohol. Like we just hung out for a a couple nights in a row. We hung out and he was really cool and really neat. And um, and I think I would I was like. I had that that thing where I was like, why didn't we hump? Did I ask you? I asked you. I Was I like, what do you think? Did I ask you your opinion of it? I don't think so. I don't think I've heard about this one. Okay. Well, I'll have to tell you about it. All right. But I'll tell you about it after. Well, how many minutes in are we now? Uh, we're about 35 minutes in. We're great. Oh, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure that I we finish talking about Patch's question. Of course. Yeah. But it is neato when you realize like – hey, I'm still a worthwhile person who deserves to be alive even if I don't do this thing that I always do. Fucking, drinking, getting high, spending money, winning medals at sports, getting (laughs) raises and promotions, having a job. Like, it's pretty amazing to be like, oh, I'm still okay. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Yeah. Neato. I'm not I'm not smoking cigarettes all the time, but I'm still okay. I'm not, you know, whatever habit you may have and and to be like I can live without it. That's very exciting. Mhm. Um Still working on that one myself. Oh yeah, but that's yeah. just we all have our habits. I mean, yeah. please. Um, I got a few, too many. Way too many. I got some too. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Now, now what what aspect of his question have we not answered? Uh the aspect of his question that we haven't answered is um Actually, I, th- I think, oh, how to choose a therapist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important one. I would choose, I would try to choose a therapist who works with a population that you're a part of. Now, that sounds really weird. But if you are a black woman, single, no kids, in college, um, very, very, very involved in your school's, like, LGBT organization, you aren't going to want probably to go to a therapist who is a racist homophobe. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, and that's not to say you, your therapist has to be black, your therapist has to be gay, or your therapist has to be like a super big fan of blacks and gays to mm-hmm. the extent that she has a, a sign that says, I love black people and gay people. But like sort of no, maybe you don't want to, you know, let's say uh, let's look at another aspect of that maybe that that, you know, LGBT black girl is 21. Are you looking for somebody who only works with married moms? Probably not. You know, are you looking for somebody who works with young people, who works with people who are kind of in your position, trying to figure stuff out, um, trying to figure out what life holds for you? Yeah, I mean, you're probably going to want somebody who works who works with a university population. Alternately, your big thing, your big issue may not just be life existential issues. It may be like panic attacks. Well, do you want to go see a shrink who specializes in schizophrenia? Um, Maybe if they are also great with panic attacks, but if their whole focus is dealing with schizophrenics, then maybe it would be better for you to find somebody who focuses on panic attacks. So usually if you have health insurance or if you go to a low-cost or no-cost mental health place, and sometimes universities, especially universities that have training programs. Yeah, universities are a great resource. Yes. And I'm really excited about the possibility of maybe going to graduate school in the fall and getting university health insurance. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. And going to like see a therapist at university because they oftentimes, they have to, to get certified as a psychologist or a psychiatrist or social worker, you have to do a certain number of hours for free with um, patients. Mm-hmm. It's part of your training. So that's where a lot of times community members can find good resources for mental health stuff. And, uh, you know, you might want to find somebody like that. I feel like I just wandered off in a weird direction that I forgot <laughs> what I was saying. Um, no, we're just that, yeah. Uh, find somebody who works with people like you, whatever right. like you means to you. I think there's there's that, and I and you also need to think about uh, who, what type of person you're most comfortable talking to, mm-hmm. and the type of person that you're um, like. Are you more comfortable talking to older people, younger people, men, women? Uh, if you have like just a specific thing uh, about race. Uh, that you feel like you'd be more comfortable talking to somebody of your own race, which mm-hmm. isn't, uh, which I don't think is racist. It's nope. a th- Tony you- Soprano picked his picked Dr. Melfi because she had an Italian last name. It turned out I think that she was Jewish and divorced from an Italian guy and just had the last name. <laughs> but like seriously, there if you if you're yeah. like 
If you're like, I am Chinese American, there is some shit that I'm dealing with that is so culturally specific that only somebody who is also Chinese American will really fucking get this. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Find somebody who's Chinese. That is totally fine. Like, don't don't feel bad about that at all. Um, And also, like, I will say my very first uh, because I've never been to a therapist, but I've been seeing a, a psychiatrist for seven years. Oh, here? Uh, no, just in general. Oh, just okay. like, yeah, yeah, just seeing a psychiatrist in general. Uh, yeah, like seven, eight years. Uh, and my very first psychiatrist was uh, a in, an Indian man from Bombay wow. who was in his like mid fifties. Huh. Uh, and I, I, he was uh, recommended to me from uh, a friend, and he was great for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but there were a lot of things that, um. He just didn't quite get you like know, culturally. Like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, and there were certain things, and I would like found found myself like holding back, uh, like saying like, "Is he gonna get what I'm saying? Like, I only have so much time in here. So, you know, am I gonna have to explain things? Blah blah blah." Uh, which could have been you know a little bit racist on my part, assuming that he wouldn't know it. But uh, well, if it was you still, found when you told just, certain stories that he didn't yeah, get it, and just because it was different. I mean, it's yeah. like. If I were sitting down with you, I would probably need you to explain stuff to me. If if you were that age, like a kid coming off a 6,000-acre big-ass ranch in Texas, so foreign to my upbringing, I'd have to be – if you were like, well, this happened and this happened, I'd have to be like, wait, what is this hog trap of which you speak? <laughs> and you'd have to take time out of your session to explain that. So yeah. there is something for people who speak – that have the same, I don't know, cultural currency. Yeah. But – and my therapist after that was uh, a woman in her like mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was just kind of bitchy. I just didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – but the one that I have now is like another woman. She's like in her mid to late 30s and she's awesome. Cool. Like, and you also have to – Look at like what type of person you're going to respond to because my last psychiatrist was very judgmental of my lifestyle and what I do and the types of things that uh, I find funny mm-hmm. and the type of things that I talk about and the types of people that I associate with. She was – I could just see the judgment in her eyes. Like she just yeah. didn't respect what I did at all. And my, this woman that I have now, like she, she does. You just have to have someone who, someone who you feel like gets you. I have been working with one person. I've been working with two people, a psychiatrist and a psychologist. And one of them I have found, although perfectly lovely, is really like just – I mean, maybe it's good, but sort of horrified by like told me she had seen some of my videos online and was like horrified that the audience was laughing Mm. when I was talking about something serious. And I was like, well, that's the point. It's comedy I was using. And she's like, how can you put yourself out there so much? How can you do this and that? She was trying to understand it, but it was clear that she saw my life and lifestyle as being... Um, deficient in some way. And I appreciate that because especially as I have changed my life and lifestyle over the past several months more and more with an eye toward focusing more on writing and, of course, podcasting, which I fucking love. But Mm -hmm. writing, podcastery, um, rather than performance, rather than, you know, being out all the time drinking and trying to, like, touch a dick. (laughs) um, I get that. But it just was very – that's not what I needed to hear. I didn't need to hear that she was weirded out. Like she just didn't get my comedy. Yeah. And it's like if you're going to look at it, um, 
then get it. And if you don't get it, don't tell me you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And just whatever. I mean, it's just weird. And I feel I have a hard time relating with her. Whereas with the other one, um, I I like her a lot more, even though she talks a lot less. Yeah. Um, she When she does say things, they're often insightful. And I just feel kind of better about her. So I'm actually doing a thing that I'm, I'm sort of like doing the slow fade breakup with, with one of them. <laughs> Where I just kind of don't talk to her. I'm just like, yeah. I think we're done seeing each other. Mm. But I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just It's a bit of a slow fade. And I don't know. She's great. And I can see how she'd be great for a lot of people. But I just don't know if it's working for – it's not working for me. And yeah. it hasn't been. And I needed her at, in a crisis point. But I don't think that it's – she's necessarily who I want to be with now. And talking about it like it's a relationship. And it is a relationship. It's totally a relationship. But whenever I broke up with my uh, psychiatrist, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I had I'm, to steal myself. Like you steal yourself before a breakup. It's really good that you broke up. Because I, I don't think I'm going to break up. I think I'm just going to stop showing up. Mm, yeah. And just be like, bye. I wanted to give her one last chance. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we'll see how this session goes in about 30 minutes into it. I'll see whether. And yeah. You were just like, mm, not yeah. feeling it. And also, I didn't like her like vocal cadence. She was like, whenever I talked, she'd go, uh-huh, 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 ah, uh-huh, oh. And like, ah, shut you, the fuck like, up. Just be quiet and listen. Please. Sometimes I just need you to listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Patch, one thing that's good, it is you are the bigger, better person if you do a f- if you decide you're, you're not into your therapist. Listen, think of it as fucking car shopping. Like you're not going to buy a car that sucks, probably. Um, and even if you don't have a lot of money to spend on a car. You know that if somebody gives you a lemon that's going to break down that sucks, you know that you can find a better used car than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if you have to spend a little bit more than you want to, just have a car that's a little bit better. That's fucking worth it. And I think that if it's the kind of thing where you end up going to a place, you see a psychiatrist or excuse me or, or psychologist, whatever, you see him. I'd give it three or four sessions. You're just not feeling it. Then don't. Yeah. Fuck it. You've taken a test drive. You're checking it out. You're not feeling it. I would say unless you get a real clear turnoff the first session, I would go for a second just to see because sometimes the first session's weird. Everybody's getting to know each other. But, um, you know, if you get like a, a weird vibe and you're not liking it, then different car, man. Like I'm not saying you're going to get an Aston Martin, but you can get a good like old Camry that's going to be reliable even though it's got like 200,000 miles on it. <laughs> And, you know, it, you have options. Be an educated healthcare consumer. Be a conscious healthcare consumer. Don't think you need to just sit and accept whatever somebody's giving you. Because this, this one that I'm with, I just, it's not working. Uh, it hasn't been working. I'm not into it. And I don't want to do, a, I don't want to do a closing session. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking want to. <laughs> Wait, I'm just having a moment. I don't want to. I don't want to have a fucking closing session. I just, you know what? I've got some, I've got a different provider who's great. Um, I am being monitored on meds and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is very important. If you're taking meds, be monitored and don't just, don't just disappear from the person who gives you the medication. Yeah, that's totally different. That's different. different. And I think that's why I did the breakup is because she was giving me medication. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was one of those things like, yeah, we're breaking up, but could I get one more prescription? Yeah. Can you hook it up? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to, and it took me a long time to find another one. So I did have to like kind of 
crawl back and send her a text. You're like, hey, I haven't found anyone new yet, and I'm about out. Could you maybe get me one more right. like refill? And she was actually very cool with it. So that's one. If it's meds, but if it's talk therapy and you're just like – not You have to realize, is it because the person is pointing out things about you that you don't like or is it because you're just not clicking with the person? Because mm-hmm. if you're coming through to some crazy breakthroughs that are awesome in therapy and it's scaring you because they're so true, then that's not a reason to get out of therapy. No. But if you're not having breakthroughs in therapy and you're just kind of like, what am I even doing here? I don't want to be here. I feel like I can't tell you about my life choices because you'll look down on me and tell me I'm wrong or I'll f- I feel like – you're, you know, shaming me in some way or whatever. You know, it's just like, fuck it, man. Mm-hmm. Gonna find a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not now, but like, you know, certainly when, you know, as time moves on. So just keep that in mind. Be a conscious healthcare consumer, shop around. It's a competitive market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it's um, you're going to a no-cost place, very often they'll you're going to like a, an institute or something that's no-cost or they're training people. A lot of times they'll, they can match you with a different person if you're not just feeling the person you're with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, that about wraps it up for this week. All righty-roo. And next week – Um, I will talk about this boy who I hung out with and nothing happened with. And I was so excited that nothing happened, even though he was so cool. I was like, I hung out with a boy and nothing happened. This is so great. (laughs) I'm growing up. Well, very good. Very good indeed. Uh, Marcus Parks is at Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. I am at Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. Buy Agora Fabulous, my memoir. Uh, Throw us some money in that way. Go to CreekLIC.com and see what's doing at the Creek in the Cave. And go to SexcuseMoi.com, our sponsor. Goodbye. And CaveComedyRadio.com. Oh, shit. CaveComedyRadio.com, too. Duh. Duh. Bye.